Welcome to the weekly worship service from St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School in Bourbon A and Kankakee. In today's service, you will hear readings from God's Word, a message from our pastor, the Lord's Prayer, and a blessing for you and your family. But first, a few announcements about our ministry at St. Paul's. We invite you to join us for our weekly 5 p.m. Saturday worship service at our church located at 348 East Merchant Street in downtown Kankakee. We also hold weekly Sunday morning worship services at 8.30 and 11.05 at our school site, located at 1780 Career Center Road in Bourbon A. If you have any health reasons that might keep you away from in-person worship, please consider one of our alternative worship services, such as our worship page on our website, our weekly WKAN broadcast, and through our Facebook stream. You may also request an audio copy or opt for our podcast. All worship services and church information are available on our website at stpaulslutheran.net. The latest information on our response to the pandemic is available by clicking the COVID-19 tab at the top of the page. For more information about St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School, please call the church office at 815-932-0312. And now we pray that you are blessed by the Word of God in today's worship. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Now the dwelling of God is with men, and he will live with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. He who has seated on the throne said, 
I am making everything new. Then he said, write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. He said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To him who is thirsty, I will give him drink without cost from the spring of the water of life. He who overcomes will inherit all this, and I will be his God, and he will be my son. Please rise for According to St. John, the 13th chapter. When he was gone, Jesus said, Now is the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will glorify the Son in himself and will glorify him at once. My children, I will be with you only a little longer. You will look for me, and just as I told the Jews, so I tell you now, where I am going, you cannot come. A new command I give you. Love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this all men will know that you are my disciples, if you love one another. This is the Gospel of the Lord. in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The text for the message comes from our reading from Revelation chapter 21. Let's pray. Most gracious God, bless us as we gather in your presence. Help us to see that you are making everything new. And as we gather, may the words of my mouth, may the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our maker and our redeemer. Amen. Hallelujah. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Amen. In our reading today from Revelation, we heard he who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. Then he said, write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. It's our text. We all like new things, don't we? I mean, most of us like to get something new. 
Uh, it may be something small and, and simple, but, but because it's new and it's given to us uh, with love, it's something that we get excited about. We treasure it, don't we? Uh, sometimes it's a new friendship that makes us happy. Uh, other times it's the begin- a new beginning that we get after life-saving surgery. Maybe it's a, a new job. Maybe it's a new start. Moving into a new house can be an exciting thing. I remember a story about a family moving into their new home, and a family friend asked uh, their little five-year-old boy, Sammy, how he liked the new house, and he said, it is terrific. I have my own room. Mikey has his own room. Susie has her her own room. But poor mom, she still has to share the room with dad. (laughs) Perhaps it's a new book that you are looking forward to reading, or a new movie you're waiting to see, or a new series you're waiting, waiting to binge watch, right? But then there's other new, right? New life. The new life of a baby. The new flowers, bulbs poking up to the ground and the buds bursting into bloom. New things are exciting, aren't they? Let's go to the book of Revelation. This is a great scene we have before us. It's a new place. The new heavens and the new earth. A new place where there will be no more tears, no more mourning, no more crying, no more pain. And the disciple John writes in Revelation, I saw a new heaven and a new earth. The first heaven and first earth disappeared and the sea vanished. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared and ready like a bride dressed to meet her husband. This vision given to St. John addresses a church that's having a tough time. They are distressed and they are discouraged. You see, the excitement of Easter, it's all gone now, right? And now, by now, the first Christians were engaged really in a, in a life and death struggle. There were persecutions by the Roman emperor, and there was harassment by their pagan neighbors. I mean, uh, it, I mean, it's true. I mean, the Easter events were important. They were a high point in the life of these Christians. But now, sort of the rubber is hitting the road. They're in, they're in for the long haul here. And even the Apostle John, to whom this vision had been given, He had been arrested. He had been exiled to the island of Patmos, uh, uh, an island prison of the Romans. And the Aegean Sea separated him from those whom he loved and the church that he served. And so as he looked across to that mainland, his heart ached for his fellow Christians, facing unspeakable terrors at the hands of their tormentors. The joy of that Easter, right, must have seemed almost like a dream maybe even wishful thinking. And here we are, right? Almost a month after Easter morning. The celebration of Easter weekend seems also like it's been a long time ago, hasn't it? Now we're back into the routine, right? Of working and making a living, looking looking after our families and, and surviving the aches and pains in our bodies. But what does God say to us in this post Easter day worship service today? Well, God gives you and me a vision. He gives us a hope, a certain hope, a marvelous, vivid dream, if you will, a vision beyond our wildest imaginations. In the early chapters of Revelation, the curtain is raised to see heaven itself. In chapter 4, first, the the heavenly throne is there with amazing effects. There there are flashes of lightning, and there are these rumbling and sound of thunder 
And these are announcing that God himself has arrived. God is on the stage, if you will. And, 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 and when he arrives, even the heavens and the earth quiver and shake before him. Last weekend, we heard in chapter 7 about the crowd that was too large to be counted, gathered around the throne of God and praising the Lamb who sits on the throne. And then here is this vision. John expands and sweeps, uh, uh, this vision ex- uh, sweeps throughout time into one great crescendo of praise, a praise which is today's lesson here. This is the culmination, isn't it? The culmination of God's redeeming work, nothing less than the totally new earth and an utterly new heaven in which everything that is wrong will be made right. This is a world where John uh, tells us God's proclamation, now the dwelling of God is with men and he will live with them and they will be his people and God himself will be with them and be their God. We've heard this before, right? God is with us, Emmanuel, next to us, wiping away every tear from our eyes. What a great vision for us. What a great picture that is. What an encouragement. What a a certain hope that gives us. But does this vision mean anything to you and me? What does this vision mean for ordinary people like us, right? Because you know and I know that in our lives right now, all new things aren't always good. Maybe you're facing a new life after a marriage is fractured. Or you're facing a new experience because now your employer has downsized and you're let go. Maybe you're facing a new existence because you're facing a medical, a difficult medical diagnosis. Maybe the new thing is tough. The new thing is going on life without a parent, without a spouse, without a loved one that you've lost through death. So how does John's vision speak to you and me as we face each day with difficult new things? What does this vision mean for ordinary people like you and me? Does this have have any difference to make to the child lying in the hospital bed, suffering the effects of chemotherapy? What difference does it make to parents grieving the death of a baby daughter? What difference will this vision make to families caught up in the disharmony and and its members are hurting because of a conflict or abuse or neglect? What about the person looking at the skyrocketing costs and mouths to feed? What about the person wondering about their future because they're getting ready to retire? What difference does this vision make to families separated and hurt? We can all dream, uh, we can dream all we like about a glorious future, but, but there are the realities of the here and now, aren't there? Well, the answer is found in the words that were spoken by the one seated on the throne in this heavenly vision. He said, I am making everything new. And then he said, write this down. These words are trustworthy and true. The lamb, who only a, a few weeks ago was stripped and beaten, humiliated and nailed to a cross to die, now sits enthroned in glory. Next to the Father and Creator of the universe, God has everything, everything that God has, all wisdom, all power, all blessing, all honor, all those things now belong to the Lamb. 
This is the lamb who knows what it's like to suffer and die, to be helpless. This is the lamb who knows what pain is, the pain of being betrayed. This is the lamb who knows what it means to be hurt and insulted, to be humiliated and rejected. The lamb, Jesus, is the one who gives us hope in the face of all the worries and hurt that this life brings us. The lamb sits on the throne with all power and all authority, and no problem is too hard for him to handle. Not even the worst problem we have in this life, death. Revelation shows us a vision, the hope of the new heavens and the new earth, where Jesus, the lamb, now rules in glory. The one on the throne clearly states, don't be afraid, I'm the first and the last, I'm the beginning and the end, I'm the living one, I am making everything new. My dear friends in Christ, Jesus is offering you and me something that is so unknown in this present world. He's creating something new. Creating a new heaven and new earth, a place where uh, those who have had nothing but tears and nothing but grief in this world shall laugh and sing. Because they will be his people. And God himself will be their God and and he will wipe every tear from their eyes. There'll be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the old order of things has passed away. The writer wants to emphasize to those Christians who are suffering and dying because of their faith, in spite of what it might seem, that God's new creation has begun and now it will one day break into our history, won't it? Then indeed the old will disappear and it will leave only God's new, wonderful, redeemed creation. New heaven and new earth will have none of the old things, right? Will not have the divisions, the prejudices, the hatred between people we have in this world. No fake news, no fake friendships, no fake politicians. The new thing that God will do is to bring people together as one. One nation before the throne of the Lamb. We heard that last weekend. I looked and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count from every nation, tribe, people, and language standing before the throne in front of the Lamb. Sin and death will not bother those in the new heaven and the new earth. In that place, the Lamb will have clothed us with the newness of his own righteousness. He died and gave his blood to make us new, to make us clean, to make us right in the eyes of God. The power of death has been broken, hasn't it? And we shall stand in God's presence in eternity. We'll join that vast crowd around the throne and the Lamb shouting the praises of God and giving him all the glory. The one on the throne declares, I am making everything new. But it's worth noting that this newness is not reserved only for the day we get into heaven, right? That newness is part of our life right now. We're to walk as new people, aren't we? Jesus tells us how to be new in our everyday life. In the gospel reading, he says, a new command I give to you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. I mean, this vision shows us the certainty of our future in God's presence, but it also shows us that, that, that certain promise, because that changes the way that we live now, doesn't it? Because this newness that Jesus is talking about is a way of life for those who gather 
before him right now. As we gather and worship, as we hear the word, as we come to the table, receive the gifts, we are made new, aren't we? You see, because of Jesus, because of his work in your heart and life, everything changes. Everything is new. In every relationship or in the workplace, he is making everything new. In your neighborhood or with those out there in the world, he is making everything new. With those who annoy us and aggravate us and may say bad things about us, he is making everything new. With those who persecute us, he is making everything new. With those who reject us, he is making everything new. In any and every circumstance, the newness that God gives us shines through and guides us in the way that we treat others. When Jesus says, I am making everything new, that also includes every relationship right now. He has made us new through the blood of the Lamb. And that newness controls us, or should control us, in the way that we regard others. You know, Jesus has given us newness, the forgiveness that he has won for us on the cross. And he wants us to share that forgiveness and newness with others, doesn't he? You know, I know I shared earlier, there's that old adage uh, about Lutherans where there are two or three Lutherans are gathered together, there are four or five opinions. Uh, but I'm sure that's not just Lutherans. I'm sure it's not. Uh, because why? We are sinners. We are sinners living in a sinful world, dealing with sinful people. And that means that there are sinful reactions between people, even Christians, and on this side of eternity, we're going to be struggling with conflict. We're going to struggle with misunderstanding. We're going to struggle with trouble. And sometimes it's between husband and wife. Sometimes it's between parents and children. Sometimes it's between brothers and sisters. You know, sin gets the better of us, doesn't it? And we disregard this special relationship we have, and we become selfish, resentful, jealous, inconsiderate, and unkind because our sin causes us to think that uh, of no one else except ourselves. But in this vision of John, God tells us everything is new. This newness is now reflected in the way we treat others. Even the members of our family or the members of our church. Just as God keeps on renewing us every day, so we are to keep on renewing that relationship that we have with others through forgiveness by putting the hurt behind us by and not holding on again on those grudges against the other person forever and a day. It is forgiveness that heals and restores the, these conflicts. It is that love, that agape love, that God's kind of love working in us and through us that he, he uses to make everything new. He makes us new when we gather here. You know, I've, I've said lots of times in sermons, but you know, and that's why I often challenge you. You know, reaching out, especially in the last couple of years, reach out to those who used to sit beside you in church that aren't here right now, that have yet to come back, or maybe have been in church in a while. Tell them that you miss them. You miss having them here, because we do, don't we? When we're brought to the waters of baptism and in our worship and praise, he is making everything new. When we hear and read the word of God uh, and in our gathering as God's people, he is making everything new. 
as we listen to the, the pastor's message or hearing that word of forgiveness spoken, he is making everything new. When we pray for ourselves and others and give back to God our thanksgiving and our offerings, he is making everything new. When we're fed from his table, when we go forth out of this place today, with God's blessing and God's promise, he is making everything new. We are made new. That forgiving love changes us, doesn't it? The certain hope for the future changes us. It fills us with hope for the future. But it also changes us now as we live our lives, as we await his return again in glory. You know, this vision in Revelation is a good news for you and me. God says, I am making everything new. And he's doing that right now in you. Since he is making you and me new each and every day, we can join in praising God as we heard that crowd last week gather around the throne of the Lamb saying, Amen, praise and glory and wisdom and thanks and honor and power and strength be to our God forever and ever. Amen. You see, God is making everything new for you. And he's making everything new in you. Let's live as that new creation each day. Hallelujah. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Amen. Please stand. And now may the peace of God that transcends all understanding guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Dear friends, let us confess our faith using the words of the Nicene Creed we confess together. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. And the third day he rose again according to the scriptures and ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father and he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and Son together is worshiped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done 
on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Dear friends, go with God's blessing this day. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. Amen. Thank you for joining us in this time of worship. From all of us at St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School, we thank you for listening. More worship opportunities are available on our website at stpaulslutheran.net. Just click worship at the top of the page. May God bless you and your family each and every day. And again, thank you for listening.